everybody, you are listening to the Rock Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. The podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and also listen to episode zero before attempting it. And you can find that at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger, and Maya is a bottom, and we're rope partners. We've been practicing together for just over a year. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you, and we live in Thailand. And my eyes getting to be the best time of the year to visit Thailand, in fact. It is, it is. It's nice weather, uh, sunny, where I understand it's pretty chilly in other parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, if you want a break from winter and you've got a holiday coming up and you don't know where you want to go, maybe give the plane tickets to Thailand a look. And if you do, then message us and we'll hook you up with some rope while you're here. Yeah, definitely. December, January, February is a very nice time to visit Thailand. I would say up to April with the nice Song Grand Festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about aftercare and how aftercare relates to rope. So, Fox, what is aftercare? Well, aftercare is a concept that I would say is pretty central to BDSM in general, not, not only rope. And it is uh, something you do with your partner at the end of your scene, hence the after part. Uh, and you are giving them some care, so after care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A of etymology there. Uh, it's essentially, it's something you do to come down from the high of the scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you've just done something pretty intense, generally. Yeah. And yeah. you want to uh, come back down to earth. You, you Maya, you like to say uh, getting grounded. Yes, getting grounded. Yeah, because typically in BDSM and, and definitely in rope as well, we create these highs. And so you, you need to make sure you're, you're safe to go out into the world again. Yeah, that's, that's actually very true. You are in, in a certain way in an altered uh, state of consciousness after a good BDSM scene, right? Yeah, yeah, and that goes for bottoms, but it can also happen for riggers and tops as well. Uh, I think this is important. Yeah. Um, I mean, the safety aspect is, is quite important. It's not just something to make you feel good, but it's, uh, it's also something to make sure everyone is safe after the scene. Uh, some people can experience some feelings of guilt, after, yeah, after yeah. a scene, so it's uh, aftercare also has this role of uh, dissipating that guilt. Yeah, yeah. When we do rope and, and BDSM activities, we're doing something which is different from society's norm. So it, it's not true. the typical, not the typical thing. And so it's important that once we've we've done that, particularly if you, I, I mean, if you're newer, but also, you know, for anyone, that you have some time to process that and just make sure that everything is okay. Yeah, sure. And uh, well, also it's uh, it's like a safety blanket you wrap around a vulnerable time right after the scene. Uh, <laughs> for instance, well, the first scene we did together, Maya. Yes, at the party. That that was at a party, and we had a, a pretty nice rope scene on the the upper floor of the party suite. Yes, it was pretty intense, and my first real rope scene. And also. your first real rope scene, and your, your first time with a fox, Maya. <laughs> that was a day, sure. 
And uh, so the room we were playing in was at the top of some uh, pretty tall stairs, and the rest of the party was going on um, at the ground floor of the venue. Yes, yes. And you would not have been able to negotiate that flight of stairs on your own. I think that's probably true. I was pretty spicy and out of it. Uh, yeah. So that's that's also I think part of the aftercare, just making sure you're um, protecting yourself and your partner for as long as it takes for the both of you to be functioning humans again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a, a vulnerable time for sure. And you're transitioning. If for me, I go into quite deep rope space. It's mm-hmm. a, a thing for me. I, I get quite spacey, and rope really has a strong effect on me. Yeah. And transitioning out of that headspace in order to function normally in the world is important Um, and for you for you too right you have primal space so you go yeah for instance uh i do i do want some time to count down from that and uh, well become uh something closer to a human again (laughs) hey guys this is fox coming in for a short break we really love making this world podcast and sharing it with you Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free, far from it actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases, and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. Yeah, and uh, also I would say that uh, aftercare serves... Uh, bracketing purpose because you need to communicate clearly when your scene is done and sometimes you can be in some sort of a residual headspace where you're not sure if the scene is quite finished or not and if like more pain might be coming or whatever and I think the the aftercare is important to signal that the scene is done and it's time to come out of it now okay Okay, that sounds uh, that sounds sensible. So, what is aftercare in the context of rope? Uh, in the context of rope, well, first of all, um, the aftercare can uh, be can be the untying. Maybe your untying is part of your scene, or maybe the untying is part of your aftercare, depending on how you're running things. Yeah, yeah. And so, what what do we want to try and do in that untying to help aftercare? Well, the thing the thing that's really sad is when you have a really nice connected scene and then you untie the person in a very matter of fact way, like she's a parcel or something. That's 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 not good. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, for as a bottom, the untying is is definitely part of the experience, and whether it's part of the scene itself or the. Um, uh, so for us, sometimes it's part of the scene because we're going to continue doing other activities or we've mm-hmm. untied just part and not the whole thing yeah um or sometimes our untying is the end of the scene and it's a slower piece but whatever it's still part of the experience oh yeah um, for sure yeah yeah so how else what else is aftercare in rope um well i would say that in rope during aftercare you also assess the consequences of your rope scene okay and so what does that look like uh, you would look at your rope marks, for instance, Yes. Uh, because they inform you quite a lot on how your scene went, especially if you had a suspension, like by reading the rope marks, you can tell quite a lot about how well your suspension worked. 
Yes, you're always taking photos of me when I'm like slumped in a puddle on the floor <laughs> after unseen for the Walmart. Well, it's for science, Maya. For science, sure. <laughs> uh, also, you would look for any rope-related injury as part of your yeah. aftercare. Yeah. And in a more general sense, you would ask your bottom how she's doing. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a good check-in of like uh, what the pain levels are still. Um, if you need to um, massage a muscle or yeah, checking in about the different types of pain as well, I think is important. Yeah, and I would say that uh, serves a major role to build the relationship and trust between yes. rigor and bottom. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't stop um, stop there, does it? How does it fit into the kind of bigger context? Uh, well, the aftercare in general, what's meant by that is the time immediately after the scene. So usually okay. there's, a, there's a continuum between the scene and then the aftercare takes over right then. But something some people might forget to do, and I think is actually quite important, is some continued aftercare, in, um, for instance, uh, the next day. Yeah, yeah. And why, why are we doing that? Uh, well, there are quite a few reasons. Uh, first of all, some rope-related injuries do not show up immediately, and I'm thinking, yes. um, I'm thinking in particular uh, about nerve-related injuries. Yeah. Uh, quite often, when you're still warm from the scene, they're not going to fully show up right away, and they might appear anywhere from 12 to 36 hours after you untie. Yeah, and it also might be that the person immediately after the scene was still very spacey and so just couldn't, you know, it didn't register with them. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, okay. Also, a major thing you are trying to address with continued aftercare is the drop. Hmm. So, talk about drop briefly. Well, briefly, because we could do a whole episode on drop, I feel. Yeah, I and think so. We probably will at some point. Um drop is a chemical phenomenon i would say uh, that comes after having a very intense high from a scene or set of scenes and then after a while when all those uh, chemicals have left your body things like adrenaline endorphin and so on uh, mm. well you left in a a bit, a, a bit of a reverse situation, like you had a lot of chemicals that made you feel good and awake and things, and then they're all gone all of a sudden, and <laughs> you kind of feel the opposite of that, so not very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I think it also can be, uh, I, I think it's mainly driven by chemicals, but I do think there's an emotional element to it as well, so you're reflecting back on the scene, suddenly that intensity is, is taken away, so you, you're having a nice time and now you're without the other person that you've had that strong connection with. Um, so I think there's an emotional, yeah. emotional piece also. Well, you, you know my point of view on this, Maya. I would argue <laughs> that uh, emotions and the chemical state of the body, if not the same thing, are at least very strongly linked. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. I, don't, I mean, it's a... We can talk about that on drop episode, but yeah, yep. so emotions and uh, chemicals, um, and and what else are we checking in on in our continued aftercare? Uh, one thing I like to do during continued aftercare, so traditionally that would be the next morning after the scene, is if my partner feels that her limits have been well respected and if she has any regrets about what's happened during the scene, 
Because yeah. I think if there's any doubt or any resentment, it's really much better to address it right away. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So to summarize, aftercare uh, is important because of, of these pieces around safety and around yeah. drop and around, you know, potential fallout or issues. And, and we're trying to support each other, rigor and bottom, within that context by um, giving good aftercare. And I would say, uh, in my view at least, it's uh, definitely a necessary component of healthy BDSM. Yeah, I would agree. And I would go as far as to say that if you don't have the time to do proper aftercare, you don't have the time to play. I would also agree with that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So what what might our aftercare look like? I mean, it feels like there could be a lot of different things that you could do. So um, what, what might we yeah, do? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, different persons have different expectations in aftercare for sure. So should we talk about what we do first and then we can talk about other options? Mm, yeah, sure. Okay, so what 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 aftercare do you provide first of all? Well, I would say that I'm a rather cuddly person. You are. <laughs> <laughs> so my aftercare usually uh, involves a lot of skin to skin contact. Mm -hmm. uh, things like cuddling for quite a while and. Uh, Typically, that would be, for me, half an hour to 90 minutes, depending on the yeah. situation, how rushed we are, and so on. Yeah. Uh, and then if it's a private scene, quite often there's uh, some sexual elements to that skin-to-skin -skin contact after the rope. Yeah, yeah. So rope, untie, do some sexy things. <laughs> that, that can be really nice. When, uh, and then some cuddling. Yeah, when your sexing is uh, sort of powered by the energy from your rope scene. Yeah. That can be really, really nice. In fact, sometimes we call aftercare between care because we have a tendency to go Jump back into, into that a thing, new yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what else do we do in our um, aftercare? Uh, we tend to talk, but in a soft voice, like in a very mellow, laid-back fashion. Mm, yeah. And gentle. that gentle, yes. And that talk um, usually takes the form of a first light debrief, like a more thorough debrief, is going to happen later when we're back to a more a, a more normal mode of operations. But we can we can start, uh, yeah. And this a is a place to a place to know personality because when we first um, started playing and scening and you wanted to do probably a bit more of a debrief at that point, mm -hmm. like for for me I'm much more introverted and I like to think about things and having to give a lot of feedback straight after a scene is just impossible for me. Like I, yeah, I don't you, have you do headspace. Need, <laughs> you do need that ellipsis and then you're able to talk more. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really useful to know each other and know your personalities for aftercare because I have pushed myself to be able to answer this light debrief and you have pushed yourself to not want to ask me every single question <laughs> immediately after. <laughs> yes, that's we've true. Come to a, we've come to a good place which works for both of us, but that took a little bit of practice, I think, that one. Oh, for sure. Um, during aftercare, I would also look all over my partner's body and locate any small injuries she could have, like burns or blisters, and maybe so apply some sort of ointment to them, yes. yeah. which is both, well, a good idea 
health-wise to put like disinfectant on a uh, on a little yeah. abrasion and also it can be really good aftercare to have this uh, nurturing dynamic i suppose yeah it's nice to be looked after for sure yeah uh also in the talking bit i would say it's a good idea depending on your dynamic to offer some uh, praise to your partner yeah i w i really would agree with this and talking to other rock bottoms especially if they're subby <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Then this is really important, especially if it was a hard suspension. Like for me, um, you know, some suspensions are pretty tough, and I don't know what good looks like in inverted commas. And and we have this perception of, you know, these models on on FetLife or in bondage photos who do these amazing things. Yeah. And so sometimes it can feel. And we, we talk about this in another episode, I think. But sometimes there can be quite a lot of pressure. And so I need to feel from my rigor that I've performed, you know, to, that they've had a nice time. And I'm pretty sure you also like to feel like you did good rope and the other person had a nice time too. Yeah, I mean, I think the praise can potentially go both ways. And as a bottom, it's perfectly okay to say to your rigor, wow, you, you really pulled off that uh, suspension quite uh, nicely and it didn't, it didn't seem easy from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. And saying that you that the rigor did good rope and, and that that person had a good time, I think is very important for sure. Yeah. Uh, another thing we tend to do, especially when we're playing in the studio, is have a little nap. Yeah, we do, we do. We have a tendency to have a sleep. And that's very nice. I like that a lot. I mean, Cud intense cuddling. rope can be pretty exhausting. Yes, cuddling and napping, I think, are a big form of our aftercare, for oh, sure. Oh, yes, for sure. Uh, uh, and once again, that's not for everyone. Some people might not feel intimate enough with their rope partners yes. to sleep together or just don't like sleeping with other people, and that's perfectly okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the things we're trying to give ideas for what we do to, to people. And we like to eat some chocolate if we have it, yeah. dark chocolate, or uh, cheese tarts. Yeah, I mean, those would, I suppose, vary depending on the area you live in. <laughs> uh, in Thailand, it's not super easy to, uh, to get good dark chocolate, but we do have uh, some ubiquitous form of chocolate in the sense that we have a, um, a chain of convenience stores called 7-Eleven uh, that's open 24 hours. Yeah. So we can pretty much always get some form of uh, chocolate or other sweets to bring yeah. as aftercare for our role play. Sometimes people go for food afterwards too, and I think that can be part of aftercare if you go for a meal together. It, it really is. I think um, sociologically uh, sharing food together is one of the strong bonds in human yes. society. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and drinking. So uh, it's surprising how much it can take out of your rope. So rehydrating. We have water in the yeah, studio. Yeah, and, and when and when you said drinking, to be clear, you mean water, not yes, alcohol. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, once again, ev everyone does what they want, but I would suggest water after an Indian scene. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I talked to someone who did a scene the other day, and then they went out drinking for some reason, and they did not do well. It was a, yeah. it was a bad time. I would bet, because you are leaving your uh, your body in a vulnerable situation, and then if you amplify that with alcohol or drugs, it can be difficult to predict what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, I think so. So, what else do we do in our aftercare? Uh, well, we have uh, a bit of a ritual in the sense that it's your responsibility to coil the rope after a rope scene. Yes, yes it is. And to tidy the studio as well and to yeah. make it all nice. 
So this one, I guess, is more on a symbolic level for us. Yeah, although I also like the feel of the rope, and it's quite a calming activity. So I tend to come and sit with you while you're doing. Like we tend to do this after we've done some aftercare.、Mm-hmm. I tend to come and sit with you, and I like to be touching you in some way. Mm-hmm. With my back or whatever, and then I just sit and coil the rope, and that is quite a meditative activity for me. Now I know how to do it, and I'm very comfortable coiling. It's very peaceful. Yeah, and I suppose that's a place where our、uh, rope practices and our DS overlap. Yeah. Because、yeah. typically you'd be sitting or kneeling on the floor, and I'd be in my big chair, and you'd have your <laughs> head on my lap or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But、yeah, I think that's、uh, definitely where our DS and our、uh, aftercare, rope aftercare crossover for sure. Sure.、Yeah. Uh, so that's what we do.、Mm. And then again, what have we known other people, like in our community or our friends, to do for aftercare, Maya? Well, I think one of the things that's different about Thailand from certainly some of the West is the weather. So here it's very warm, and so、mm-hmm. we we don't need to keep each other warm. In fact, sometimes we have to put the fan on、uh, because it's already very warm outside. But if you're in the UK or America or Europe or or somewhere where it gets quite cold, it's really important to keep each other warm. So how how would we do that? Well, you can、uh, you can have an aftercare kit, right? Mm. Yeah, you can. And you can. in episode one, we mentioned the notion of having a rope kit. So if you、yeah. haven't had the chance to listen to that, you can always go back in the archives and check it out. Yeah. And yeah, your your kit should include whatever you need for your aftercare. So that could be the chocolate, but in the case of keeping warm,、uh, you could have your favorite blanket with you. That can be really nice and like something to surround yourself with and make you feel safe. Something you brought from home and so on. Maybe、yeah. a, maybe something that smells like your partner or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or some、uh, people have stuff stuffies also. Stuffies are、uh, a favorite、uh, flannel you can put on. Yeah.、Um, and that's also interesting because it both、uh, keeps you warm or warms you up, and also it can act as a bit of a barrier towards the、uh, the rest of the world if you need that. Yeah. If yeah. you need to be within yourself for a moment. Safety, yeah, safety and and comfort. You're you're trying to cover two different things there. Yeah. yeah.、Uh, we also have some friends who use、uh, certain specific rituals, such as key phrases at the end、yeah. of scenes,、uh, and that can also tie in with the praise. Like, yeah. Especially if you're in a master-slave relationship, I could really see the master having、um, a certain Phrase structure they use to praise the slave at the end of a scene, like、yes. "slave, you've done well on this and this, and I thank you for your service and so on." Yeah, yeah.、Uh, you could also adopt certain、uh, positions as part of your aftercare. Yeah. And、uh, we have a, a good friend who quite likes to be、uh, used as a footstool for aftercare. Yeah, she does. She does, and she just wants to be within herself, and she wants to. Uh, not have to deal with any of the people, and so she feels like being, I guess, human furniture for her rigor, so that he's still touching her, gives her the opportunity to to be connected, but also not have to deal with other humans. Yeah, I think I think you need a break, essentially, is the yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, I would stress that it's quite important to realize that aftercare needs are different for every person. Yes, and that's something you want to have negotiated beforehand. 
Yeah, so people's expectations and needs or wants from aftercare are something which I think should be part of the pre-negotiation, for sure. It really should. You don't want to do the scene and then find out when you need your cuddles that <laughs> the, the other person hates cuddling. Yeah, and you've had some challenges with that, right? Where your needs for aftercare have been slightly different from a play partner's. Sure, and like that can leave you hanging pretty bad. Uh, if you do an intense scene and then the person you've been playing with just uh, leaves and leaves you yeah. alone without no with no aftercare, that that can be pretty rough. Yeah. Even even as a top. Yeah, and that isn't that wasn't not having time for aftercare. That was the her choice like how she wants to do aftercare which you not to have cuddles which is your yeah. more important thing for yeah. sure and, um, and it can differ as well aftercare right from different situations oh yes totally we i wouldn't do the same aftercare uh, during private play at the studio versus if you're at a party if you're at a workshop it's going to be very different because uh, you're going to be with a bunch of people all around you in a learning atmosphere and you're probably not going to be like taking naps and eating chocolate <laughs> well chocolate maybe but yeah i think i think that's interesting actually because sometimes people forget that maybe you do need a bit of aftercare after a workshop i really um, think you especially if it's uh, challenged you technically which workshops yeah. tend to do by definition right yeah yeah definitely um and it might be that um you don't necessarily do the aftercare with the person that you were with mm -hmm. but a good friend so i know that i um did a workshop with someone not you and uh we didn't really connect so much afterwards but i spent the time with a really good friend and effectively that took the role of any aftercare that i needed yeah i would say that uh, aftercare by proxy is a thing yeah uh, i would yeah. prefer to have my aftercare with the person i've seen with yeah but it's possible to substitute with another person and yeah, also I guess we'll we'll come back to that when we talk about drop, but if you can have your partner around the next day, making sure you have a good friend available is a pretty good uh, drop safety net. Yeah, yeah. And and if your partner like does have to go, knowing yourself and knowing what you need for aftercare, like whether it's some quiet time on your own, whether it's some chocolate, whether it's wrapping yourself up warm, I think that's also quite important because it, sometimes you do have to do a bit of aftercare on your own. And yeah. so knowing what you need will help you. For sure. So uh, Maya, what do you think of asking our dear listeners what they do for aftercare and what their aftercare mm. needs are? I would love that. I would love to hear a diversity of views around how people handle that aftercare situation and what they, what they like to do. And that really does go for riggers and tops as well as bottoms. So how can people contact us and let us know? So we would love for you to go to our FetLife page, which is Vote Podcast, and we do a writing for each of the episodes, which has the links um, for the episode to the different um, podcasts, and it also has any links that we mention. So if we mention any photos or any groups or anything like that, we link there. And then you can comment on the bottom of the writing. And we, we're really trying to, um, I guess, build our engagement, build our interaction with listeners, because the more we understand what you are interested in, the more we can you know, talk about rope in a way that is engaging for you. That is certainly true. So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast. So don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, so iTunes or Stitcher or wherever that is. And as we said, come friend us on our FetLife page, which is Rope Podcast, no space. 
You can also find us easily at ropepodcast.com, which has the links to all the resources, also links to our Fet Life, all the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also love questions from listeners, so drop us a message on Fet, and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying. Bye.